Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm excited. You've been excited like since 11 months. Say, Mr. Enthusiastic. Year. 11 months of yeah. excitement. Coming to a climax here. Oh, it's Gary Imlach. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've First appearance on the pod for Gary. Uh, Gary, yeah. 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 Um, Gary, are you excited? Are you excited? Bit of class hey, for me. I'm, I'm in a state of perpetual excitement, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know how difficult yeah. it is for me to contain myself. <laughs> I am. No, I am excited. Good. I am excited. Proper first stage. Can you remember? Pogged wrist. So I'm, I'm a, a relative newbie on the ITV team. I've only done it oh for yeah. 21 years. Right. Um, so your memory goes back significantly further than that. Can you remember... Well, now my uh, presence goes back further than that. My memory goes back about three <laughs> weeks. So but, but aside, <laughs> from, the aside from time trials and prologues, can you remember a more selective stage one? Ever? No, no, never, never. What three thousand three hundred meters of vertical gain? No. Yeah. No, Prudhomme says it's unprecedented, and uh, I believe him. I w- uh, yeah, I wouldn't take issue with that. It's quite yeah. risky. Yeah. It's quite risky for the race, isn't it? Well, it uh, is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, we don't want it to be over first week. But, I mean, everybody thinks it's between Pog and Vinegar. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow. I mean, there's, there's, there's no easing a dodgy wrist in, is there, tomorrow? There's no easing a dodgy wrist in. You can't just cruise round. You're going to have to pull on the handlebars. Pete. What? Well, say something. <laughs> no, Gary's com- absolutely Nailed correct. It. Nailed yeah. it on the head. Yeah. Um, that's that's I was totally thrown Pete. I was, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was almost like Gary was me and yeah yeah <laughs> and being analytical and I was Gary I knew a Gary yeah, yeah. Um, so no so I was speaking confused as to who you were yeah, yeah I know yeah yeah, yeah. it's Gary on that, it's on that note I need to leave yeah, yeah. see you mate no I was speaking to Ian Sanord earlier this morning at the Ineos Hotel and pretty much said similar things although he wasn't really talking about the the elevation he was mm talking about the roads and the nature of the roads and yeah. how racy they are and how easy it is to it's all about positioning the whole stage mm. i think we should also point out that the basque country is synonymous with being incredibly hard bike racing yeah it's like tour of basque country i managed to avoid my whole career did you yeah yeah because i just never wanted to do it and i lived not far from here it's weak it is weak but it was that time of year where it was <laughs> kind of there was nothing to be gained from going no, my head God, kicked no. in yeah and when it did often well. be raining when, when is it may right is it just for the no it's, it's is right it after with the giro or it's in between it's just before dauphin it's the same time as liege ardennes week so it's just for the just the, for ardennes, the giro, just before yeah. ardennes week yeah, yeah so quite yeah. moody weather quite potentially quite cold yeah oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just in, hard. in a way the comparison of the giro and the tour in terms of certain stages of the giro really draw out the racing and that you just can't get away from it Mm. The Basque country yep. is similar. The yeah. roads, the terrain, the 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 way it undulates, the left, right, the narrower roads. It's, it's just there's no way you can't just shut the race down and ride mm. in a relaxed manner, waiting for the finale. Then, it's all there. Just to follow up what you said for the listeners, why do you think it's risky? 
Well, here's... I don't, actually. But mm-hmm. I understand that there is a certain sort of, like, people voice concerns. Oh, it's a bit risky, because you could, you know... It's the old Neutralise. Cliche. No, it's the old cliche. You can't win the Tour de France, but you <laughs> yeah. could lose it. Yeah. It's that one, isn't it? It's that yeah. cliche, yeah. straight away. But what do people want? So the criticism of the Giro for the last two years has been, wait, 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 stage mm. 20 race yeah. for the GC race. And everyone's gone, that's sterile and dull. Uh, yeah. And that, and, and kind of some editions of the Tour have been a bit like that. Um, I happen to think that's quite good. But, you know, there's always, there's always going to be a criticism of every sort of GC battle, S- isn't there? So my... my the, sky, the Sky model, when Pete yeah. was racing that, was um, first opportunity to take yellow, hold it. That was the Armstrong... Kind of it's an unfortunate. Yeah, that was comparison. a postal. Postal brought that kind of they that did. policy in, but I think that the, one of the risks is you neutralize GC because such a strong rider is going to win tomorrow. If they wanted to, they could kind of bunker it down, but I don't think they will. No, so I, I don't, don't think there look, is much risk. Looking at the profile, I mean, yeah, it's three thousand meters elevation, but it's not going to be. You know, the climbs, they're distinct. They know when they are. Exactly. The break's going to yeah. go. It's yeah. They're going to be controlled up to a certain point where it will all kick off. Yeah. But GC's not going to go out the window on stage no. one. T- tomorrow it might. <laughs> um, not, not tomorrow, but stage two. Okay. Stage two's like this, but turned up a notch. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I need to look and, at and, and that's a really good point, Pete, because I think they've done a smart thing here with this Bilbao stage because they take it north to the coast and pass it through Mandaka and places. So they've found, they've gone to the coast deliberately to find those... Um, those roads that aren't, aren't what you've just described. Yeah. So yeah. there are long sections of this um, stage tomorrow which are genuinely flat, yeah. which is quite unusual in the Basque Country, right? Yeah, it is. So, so they've, yeah. they've actually sought that out yeah. just to control it a little bit more, I think, rather than just full-on chaos. Huh. Although... 2K at 10% is the final climb. Brings in a yeah. lot of bike riders. The, the final kilometre... Well, I, I, I you did 70 kilometres today on your Brompton. <laughs> That's <laughs> worth noting. Well, my first um, big Brompton ride, uh, I'm in the middle of it still, um, of this year's tour, has taken me up the penultimate climb of the day, the first Cat 2 climb of the Tour de France. On tomorrow's stage, the Viveror climb, a maximum gradient of 12%, an average of 4.26%, and it's almost 8 kilometres long. Now, that's um, uh, only half the story, because you come off this big dual carriageway. I have to say, the surroundings of Bilbao, are riddled with massive roads and riding around here you really have to figure out how to get off them quick <laughs> um, that's another story for another day come off the dual carriageway and the first i'd say three three and a half kilometers of the climb are steep um yeah steep sort of somewhere around eight percent i reckon with uh, with that bit right at the beginning that is definitely 12 percent if not more but then Three and a half kilometres from the top, uh, there's two and a half kilometres of descending in the middle of the climb. You just go downhill gradually. Uh, and then in the final kilometre, it just uh, it drags up to the, the top of this, this climb. There's nothing at the top. It's just a bend in the road and uh, you can hear the cars just going over the top of it. Um, yeah. And next is the, uh, the next climb, if I can find it, because there's no signs out saying what the race route is, even though it's tomorrow the race. The next climb is this um, Pique Bideo one, which is supposed to be short and very, very sharp. And I am covered in sweat, wearing one of the uh, retro bundle Never Strays Far t-shirts, which are absolutely beautiful. And this one is completely soaked. Hand washing in the basin later. Tour de France. 
Oh my word. Oh god. Oh. That's horrible. The final climb. The piquet climb. It's just horrible. The last kilometre. It's got to be 14%. And it's, it's kind of like the clouds have come over. We're on the outskirts of Bilbao and to even get to the foot of the climb I got totally lost in all the industrial suburbs of Bilbao. And uh, it's quite a scruffy climb actually, there's lots of messages in Basque on the road, uh, almost uniquely I think calling for a socialist independent Basque state. <laughs> and uh, by the side of the road there's actually quite a lot of litter strewn and you pass an electricity substation quite near the top and it's quite brutal, everything about it. The first climb that I went over, that long one, that was beautiful, going through like a you know, really old oak and beech and eucalyptus spruce forests and the smell of the eucalyptus trees I mean, this is just this is just business and it's absolutely horrible um, there is zero chance that any of the sprinters will make it up and over this series of climbs I don't think tomorrow I mean I'm always amazed at what riders can do but I don't think I don't know it's possible might even be some GC action oh, but I've done it what a hero what a hero I am Hero! Heroic! Mm. That's, 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 that's not normal. Thanks guys. Yeah. I got it only because I didn't I didn't intend to, but I just didn't really look at the distances involved for a set off and just set off blindly. Or is it an out and back? Ah. Well I had to get out to you know, this little town before the penultimate climb. Yeah. But to get there was a thirty five kilometre ride. Oh wow. And then I did thirty six kilometres of race route. On the way, oh, but wow. and, I, and I got lost. And then I can confirm that the final kilometre of the last climb, the Pique Bidea climb, is horrific. Really? And you know the little, little gear on your Chapter 3 Brompton that you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, little gear. The little, little trek, little. The, the nice, little trek. Nice. Um, in. You know that little gear? Yeah. It's quite little. It's quite little. It's got us up like Port de Ballets and it's, stuff. It's quite little. This was the hardest climb I've ever done on it. In Ooh. the sense of, so I could almost not turn the pedal. Crushes Muir de Bretagne then, because you cruised like that. Crushes it. It's twice the it's twice the gradient of Muir de Bretagne. Muir de Bretagne is a, a, a steady seven or eight percent, isn't it? Huh. This is fourteen or fifteen percent. Oh wow! Okay. This is a proper Muir for the last kilometre. Yeah. Classic. Classic battle. And, 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 and the and the, the penultimate climb has got three and a half kilometres of kind of twelve percent, ten ten percent. No, no, that's that, sorry, that is an exaggeration. Nine or ten percent, but for three and a half kilometres. <sighs> so there, I there, I think the sprinters are off the back there. Yeah. On what climb? The, 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 the Cat 2 climb. Sorry, the yeah, yeah. 2K at 10% climb. Hmm. Um, so I think, that I think the selection with the sprinters will have happened on the penultimate climb, possibly, depending on how it's raced. And I th but I think it's wild. That I think, for me, the question mark is whether Pogaccia wants to do something ridiculous and Pogaccia-like. I think if he doesn't, then I think it, the GC race could be quite neutral mm. from the front. Yeah. There, there'll be some of the GC riders who will, yeah. who will lose the Tour de France yeah. potentially tomorrow. You know, um, but but I think Pogaccia is the one. If he fancies it, if he wants to make a statement, I'm back. Yeah. yeah then yeah. tomorrow, the terrain is there for him to do that. And the problem is, it's not going to be a possession. It's going to be the incidents will happen on the flat sections that you talked about. 
on the run into the climb. Yep. Stage one of the Tour de France. Yeah. Everyone wants to be at the front. Even the sprint, the sprinters. Play for, even the sprinters will want to be at the front. Remove the bonus seconds. No bonus seconds apart from it's the finish line. You win. You take yeah. the jersey. And then yeah. also the second day, I just realised they brought in the the bonus seconds on the climb. First day. First day stage as well. One, stage oh, one as well. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, so there is. Yeah. The Pica Badia has got. A, a no, they took them out. I read the, I read an article. <laughs> oh. Like they've taken them out, so it's all on the line. Yeah, I think it is. They took them out on stage one. Only on stage one. So that, so that whoever, because otherwise, if so somebody won the bonuses and finished second on the stage, they get the yellow jersey. So they wanted the winner of the uh, stage uh, to uh, definitely uh, get the uh, yellow jersey. Like a prologue. Got you. Yeah. So that, um, that's quite good that you've told me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are all good things for but yet to the get bonus the the Winner podcast. takes all. The bonus seconds all. on the top of the climbs have came back in. They, were, they, they, were, they weren't there last year, were they? They came in. No, they, w- they were back in last year, were they? No, I think you're right. I think they've taken them out. They took them out and which now they're back in. weird. Why would you do that? So the final climb tomorrow has... Yeah, time bonuses. Okay, we're going to have to look this up. I read. Well, that you just contradicted saying. David. Yeah. Uh, just not tomorrow. Sun- Sunday. Sunday. No, Sunday. Two. Sunday. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Relax, everyone. We're good. We're good. We're no, good. Stage one. It's all. It's okay, all on the they, line. They had them there originally. Yeah. Then they thought better of it about yeah. it because they. Yeah. Didn't exactly. want the second place in the stage to get yellow jersey, which they could have done if they finished first yeah. at the yeah. bonus yeah. and second on the line. Yeah. So they thought about quite quite a lot of stuff for this tour, haven't they? Quite for. They've done their prep. Yeah. Isn't it weird talking about bus country that? This is only the second time that the race has started here in history. Well, not necessarily weird because of the the history and... The politics. The politics, the political history. That's a reasonably good point. Yes, in the sense that it wasn't a good place to, to do, bring do anything. Stuff. Yeah, I, because yes, yeah. even until the 90s, it was still te- active terrorism going on. Mate, I, I remember the early 2000s. Yeah. They exploded a bomb. That's right. Uh, in a in a post in a telephone box. Yeah. With warning, and no one was hurt, mm. but they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- thankfully that situation seems to have yeah. calmed down and, mm. and resolved itself. But that's it. But yeah. it's, a, it's a sad kind of thing because the Basque Country is th- is probably has the most fervent cycling fans in the world. Uh, and so I mean, informed. they're bonkers. Yeah. yeah. And they love it. Even my taxi on the way here, he was super excited about it all and and saying how. Who did I think was going to win tomorrow? And he was friends with the. He picked up his phone. Look, I got the number of the old boss of Yushkatal team, and you know, <laughs> and that was just <laughs> like a fifteen-minute taxi drive. But they do. I mean, it's, and I remember when, when I was racing, you'd have the Basques. That was in the times of Yushkatal, so everyone was always in orange on the climbs. You'd, and I think it's. Does it still have? I don't think so. But you'd, on the Pyrenees, you used to go there. You used to look forward to going to the Pyrenees because you'd have these sea, a sea of orange fans, and they always handed out Coca Colas. Yeah, they like take they up SKs of Coca Cola yeah. to give to riders. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. But yeah, yeah so they know their cycling, and much like um, Brittany is kind of the heart of French cycling, Toscana in Italy, Flanders in Belgium. Let's say the north yeah. in England. Yeah, very much the Basque Country is that for Spain. Different scale, though. different it's scale different. though. This is like you're right. This is like a climbing Belgium. Oh yeah, isn't it? But yeah. They, they, you know, they're a totally different style of racing, mm-hmm. totally different style of rider that they produce down the years. It's always climbers. They only produce climbers. You'd have here. to be to get <laughs> <through this. laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, but the passion that the Belgians have—it's only re- I think—is only replicated in the world in the Basque Country. I think you're right. And and, uh, and I don't even think Italy comes close. Not actually. close. Or, no, and Brittany close. doesn't come close either. No. I think this is this is climbing, climbing Belgium. Yeah. And there's plenty of ways of showing passion, but the Basque for me, show it more than the Belgians. Well, it, the national... The, the, the whole story of the language is, is deeply compelling and, and, like, and it really goes a long way to explain the differences that have, you know, endured t- t- for, for hundreds of years. Give us here, a bit of um, 
What well, if no you're landing on two days of Basque country? No, I mean, you know, I knew this before. I haven't really, so no one, no one really is sure where the, the Basque language comes from because mm. it predates um, all of the other Atlantis. Yeah, literally, uh, from you know, from a lost world. Yeah. Um, so it's a slight mystery where Basque, you know, Basque is like, um, in, in evolutionary terms, the appendix mm. or the, or, or you know, or the coccyx or whatever, the, the little bits of bone and stuff that, that, that somehow have kind of like Certainly, survived. Yeah, yeah that sort of serve no obvious purpose, no. which is a tremendously disrespectful yeah. thing of saying of this yeah. wonderful language mm. that it's just a quirk of fate. <laughs> History erases language, and it's done that through millennia. Basque has not been erased. Basque bears absolutely no familial linguistic relationship with any other language in Europe. Hmm. It's on its own. Yeah. Um, so that's quite special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, in the t the story in the twentieth century is tragic. You know, this mm. this a lot of the architecture, and I'll say this now: Basque country is incredibly beautiful. It's very green. A lot of rain falls here. It's very hilly. The towns and cities are quite ugly. And industrial. Very industrial, yeah. and a lot of them were flattened in the Spanish Civil War. Yeah. You know, the Luftwaffe, Guernica is just up the road, yeah. I should say, yeah. is just up the road, the pic famous Picasso painting. Mm. You know, the, the, the 20th century sto Basque story is tragic, mm. is it, 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 a, a tragic story, but, but hopefully most of that is behind us. You know, the Basque language was uh, censored, it was basically illegal until as recently as 1983 in Spain. Well, same in Catalan. And Catalan, same story. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Um, and children, you know, the, the, the speaking, let alone the teaching, forget about the teaching, that didn't happen, but the speaking of Basque in Basque country schools mm. prior to that was, you know, absolutely forbidden. And any child who came in and uttered a word that they would speak at home with their mm. parents by mistake in school would be fitted with a ring that, that, that they would have to wear that said, you know, said to everybody, this child is basically deviant. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they're speaking a deviant language that we're trying to eradicate. And now you have this phenomenon, which is very interesting, that the older folk, folk, folk of my age and, 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 yeah. and older, mm. um, who went through that education system, uh, that the levels of Basque speaking amongst their age group are really quite low because mm -hmm. it's literally weeded out of them. Yeah. And they tend to be Spanish-speaking in the Basque country. But the younger generation have embraced Basque mm -hmm. more. So you've got this kind of curious demographic twist where the older folk don't really speak it and yeah. the younger folk are embracing it more. It's, it's exactly the same in Catalonia, except they're... They speak it, but the written for the old older generation is they'll readily say that it's not as good as it should be because they were never taught it's in a literal literate, literary sense. So yeah, no, it's a, the baggage of very recent history, but that and that transfers into the cycling. It's, and I think yeah. what's interesting is how cycling, and I think that very it is very much the national sport of the Basque Country cycling more than anything else. You don't have that in Catalonia. It's football in Catalonia. Yeah. Oh, but can I just say, sorry, Pete. Sorry. Did you want to chip no, it? No. Well, just before I forget, Athletic Bilbao, Athletic Club Bilbao, yeah. the football stadium, mm -hmm. what, three Spanish football teams have never been relegated from La Liga. Barcelona, Real Madrid and Athletic Club Bilbao. No way. I didn't realise that. Amazing. They finished eighth in La Liga this year. They've huh. won the Copa del Rey 23 times in their history. Oh, wow. Yeah, just a bit mm. of a noisy, I don't know, Tour de France situation going off. Um, and... Um, and but get this, right? They only hire Basque players. No. They only hire... They've extended their definition of Basque yeah. to like some of the surrounding provinces of, of yeah. the Basque country in Spain, which is called... Well, like Matt Bramley are riding for Wales. G yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ireland. And Wales. And Wales. Did you ride for Wales? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they, 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 they're slightly <laughs> elastic with their definition of Basque. Yeah. But nonetheless, 
Mm. They literally have only ever... Their cycling team was like that. It was only Basque riders. You just could tell. Yeah. You just could tell Euskadi. Was yeah. It was literally, it was it only was. Basque country. It was. It's Basque a unique place, isn't it? Yeah. Even when you talk about the architecture and the, the industrial side of it, and then you've got the green hills that just softens everything. Yeah. You know, if you just plonk some of the buildings anywhere in England, it'd be like, oh, be quite harsh, wouldn't it? Yeah. But when you surround it by the mountains mm. and the greenery, it's just... I got. I got. I f- it feels special. I, I really like. I really like being here. It feels. Yeah. I don't know how to put me, how to put it into words, but yeah, it's just a it's a lovely place. It's a lovely part of the world. Foreign grand départs. They they're good. You know, it's a yeah. good thing. It's a good thing. A couple of days are here. Um, I actually picking up on that exactly that point you made. I got lost <laughs> on my on my bike ride trying to find the foot of the climb. This um, Picabidea climb. And actually, the approach to the climb takes you through this industrial estate and the outskirts of Bilbao. It's quite rough. <laughs> like, it's not pretty mm. at all. And it kind of reminded me of, um, I remember in the tour, de, the Grand Depart in Yorkshire in 2014, David. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Were you in that race? No. No, you weren't, were you? Um, stage two. In Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah. Finished, like, in, like... Kind of uh, weird, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, it was like, it wasn't yeah. beautiful, really. No. Um, and it's really like that. The, the, the approach to the the, um, the Pique Bidea climb. So bits of bits of the stage tomorrow will be stunningly beautiful. The, the, when they come over the, the penultimate climb, there's a view of Bilbao to mm. your left as you hit this descent, mm. which is uh, breathtaking, even huh. on a slightly cloudy day. And so that's going to look beautiful. But a lot of it's going to look surprisingly kind of urban and, mm. and, ed- and uh, ugly, actually, you know, a little bit. But, you know, it's, this is a real place where real people live. This is livelihoods. And, and Bilbao's clearly a thriving city, isn't it, with the Guggenheim at its centre and all that. We're yeah. just we're stones throw from the Guggenheim, aren't we? It's over there, coming yeah, yeah, over yeah, your yeah. shoulder. Oh, there yeah, is. there it is. I can actually see it. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I went there um, on my first day. Actually, yeah. eighteen euros to get in. Mm-hmm. I don't know about art. It's quite challenging sometimes. I d- I'm no good at what art yeah. galleries. I thought I'd go. There was a there was a picture particularly that I wanted to go and see that I mm. believed was in their co- permanent yeah. collection by Vasily Kandinsky, mm. which uh, w- r- relates to my book, yeah. 1923, and I really wanted to see that. Um, and it was only halfway around that I had to Google it because I couldn't find it and I realised it's in New York in the Guggenheim yeah. so I got my wires crossed there yeah. so I just started wandering around looking at art and I'm no, g- I'm, I'm no good at looking at art no. I don't know how I to do I don't think it. I am either I don't, know, I don't know what to feel or think mm. the Guggenheim's quite overpowering as well because the building's the art isn't it that's uh, what I exactly found when I'd been say. there I thought yeah. that the building was so extraordinary yeah. that it kind of overpowered everything mm. that was hanging on the walls a little bit so sorry to be down on the Guggenheim no Slightly, but that's just my, that's my that's a shortcoming on my part. But it works tricks when they built the Guggenheim. It was twenty four years ago, I think, just at the turn of. No way. Yeah, it was relatively recent, twenty five years ago, and it was that that was the kind of rebirth of Bilbao, kind of, and it has worked. It's kind of it's really given it. A, Art a is in the eye of the beholder, though, isn't it? It is, Pete. Yeah, but I don't know how to behold it. Well, yeah, my point exactly. Mm. <laughs> 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 no, but even you look at some of the Picassos, the one with the stars, and it's on the yeah. the, the cafe yeah. with the tables or whatever. Yeah, and you look at it, and it's like, why is this so? Yeah, what what makes this art a piece of history and a piece of? So then, th- but people who know about art and love art, and I totally respect them, would say, don't you have an emotional response to it? Just like, and I can't. I think if, if you do, you have to I'm go with blocked. that earpiece thing on, like listen to the stories so behind them. I need that. So is it the, the, is it the history behind yeah, the piece of art that makes it? Or yeah. Is it the actual art that makes it? That's I, my question. I think it helps massively if you know the story of the artist yeah. and yeah. kind of the, you can sit, like situate it kind of within the culture and the, 
the actual human. I need people to tell me why it's good. Yes, completely. That's where you need to go. And the then, guide I, and then, I, I'm, then I'm happy. I can appreciate it. Yeah. Then, but I'm, I'm too much of an idiot yeah. to, to, to appreciate it on other terms. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I took it. Yeah. Yeah. But you came up with a great Bill stat that may or may not be true. I loved it. You presented it as a fact. But uh, I transpired no, that. Matt Rendell presented it as. I oh, sort right, of Matt. said it off the cuff in the car. And he went with it. I think it's valid. I, well, none of us know if it's valid. The first rider with the. Peo Bilbao. Pe- first rider Peo to Peo ever Bilbao. start the Tour de France with the second name. <laughs> Whose name is the same as the finishing town. Of the, of the finishing town. So where did it start last year? Copenhagen. Mm. Okay, year before that was Nice. Nice, was it? No. Where did it start in 2021? I can't remember. Last year's tour feels like it was 10 years ago. Do you know me. what? Someone said to me, <laughs> someone said to me, where did it start last year? And I, I was in it as an interview I was doing, and I went <laughs> completely blank for yeah. about 30 seconds. Yeah, it's so hard to... Re- Copenhagen, of course, it feels like... Yeah. yeah. Where did it start yeah. in 2021? It, 2020 was Nice, because I remember it rained, and there yeah. was all the foam on the road, and Alexander Kristoff mm. won. I'm s- there's no way there has been a rider in the peloton that has no. started... Where it, this uh, is the finishing town, isn't it? Where's uh, it doesn't start? Yeah. It does not build bow to build bow, is it? Yeah, it is build bow. Oh, yeah. he yeah. started. Up, doesn't matter then, does it? It's double whammy. It, double <laughs> whammy. Yeah. Double no whammy. one's done that. There is no. There no, has never ever been definitely. a rider in the peloton who has started the Tour de France where it finishes po- and starts in a town no. who you've they added share a, you've the added, second name with. You've added a layer there. I'll leave it. Just finish. That's our finishing town that they share a second name with. I can't believe that. I don't know that that's true. No, all, I all I'm saying is I think the door is open for that not to be true. Because if you think about be all... very the, surprised. How many, how many editions of the Tour de France now? It's 120, uh, so 120 years with a few years missing. So yeah. what is this? The 114th edition? So 114 names. So it's 114 possible finishing towns. Finishing, na- last, finishing names, towns. last names. Last names. Yeah. And 180 riders each year. Yeah. Harrogate, unlike no 2014. No one, no one in that peloton was right. called... Gilles Harrogate. That's just not possible. Um, yeah. Jeff Walker, Copenhagen. It's just not yeah. possible, yeah. is it? What about... Okay. I mean, but, but, but you're excluding... So, you know, the Tours de France that I've been looking at in great detail in the 20s, stage one used to finish in La Havre. Jeremy of Brussels. La Havre. Jack London. No, there's a possibility that an obscure French rider was called... Love. Simon Love. Not in that particular year. In Pierre that Love. particular Tour de France. It's a po- all I'm saying is a possibility. It's a possibility, but I don't think... I think the odds are against... I think it, I don't think it Highly are. against it. Yeah. I think certainly we can say if he wins in... Oh if well, Peo yeah, Bilbao wins in, in Bilbao, Bilbao, that will be history. Yeah. Oh, it's a commentator's dream, isn't it? it what is would I say? Dream. What would I say if Peo Bilbao wins? Maybe have you, have you, yeah, I was thinking about this. Analogy about him being industrial life or something. I don't know. Here's a question. To, to Ned. Oh no! Have you thought about? I Mark didn't even words, know there weren't bonus seconds. Mark though. Cavendish words. Oh. Or he's gonna. Ro- or are you just gonna roll with that if it happens? No, I don't know, David. I don't. It's gonna happen it's in Paris. Gonna, We've already decided yeah. it's gonna happen in Paris with the, with the like the British. The, the peloton lead out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the he's gonna recruit a lead out train. No, the, no, no. The peloton's gonna do it itself. It's gonna be organic. Yeah, he won't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah. He's just going to ruin it all by winning the first sprint stage, isn't he? It's going to happen before Paris, isn't it? Yeah. He has got a couple of opportunities early doors, hasn't he? So there's... Bordeaux. There's, well, there's no, there's stage three, stage four. Oh, really? Then there's... Do you know what? Stage five and six, we're in the Pyrenees. Jesus. Yeah. With two big Pyrenean stages on stage wow. five and six. Then there's Bordeaux. Yeah. 
Cav said it's the hardest tour he's ever seen. Like, and he says this about a lot of tours, but yeah, he, does, he yeah. was like, he's seen a few. He also says, is he also gonna says be the Abu Dhabi tour is the most beautiful tour he's ever seen. True. He says that every year. Hey, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It would be for Cav. <laughs> uh, he's a bit like, he's a bless him, Cav. He's saying the right thing to the right people, you know, most of the time. But it's a bit like when Pele was alive, and Pele for years had a, co- a sponsorship contract with MasterCard, and he would be wheeled out ahead of every World Cup. And he'd do the rounds of the international broadcasters and he'd each get a five-minute slot with Pele. Yeah. So you'd sit down and he knew the game so well. So yeah. he'd sit down with the Swedish guys. He'd sit down with the British guys. Mm. And I remember him saying to a BBC interview ahead of the 2002 World Cup, who do you think will be the player of the tournament? And he went, without a doubt, Nicky Butt. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And that was Legend. His, that was his Abu Dhabi tour yeah. moment. That's you know. it, yeah. 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 Pro. Pro. Yeah. Consumer pro. pro. Yeah. yeah. Good at football as well. Yeah. 
both just love it so much. Oh, John Tonetti, who's done Segway. 30 <laughs> tours, probably. Yeah. What? If not more, John Tonetti. Has he? Wow. He got on the plane, didn't he? With, um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah sat next to Cav. God, that must be. Did he speak to him? No, he didn't. No way. No. John I wouldn't anyway. He doesn't really speak much anyway. No. We were debating whether. whether no, John, John, John. John will be fine with just being quiet. Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, John has stuck his camera in Cav's face. Ever since 2007. I can't yeah. have no idea who he is. And Cav would have no idea who he is, no. I think. No. You know, but that's fair enough. That's yeah, that's fair enough. I can't see him for starters. Yeah, he's got a camera in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like> <laughs> details. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's funny, isn't it? Cav yeah. just sitting there in row, you know, row 24. If there was e. anyone to pick up on who was sticking the camera in his face, it'd be Cav though, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> All in the details. <laughs> yeah. Blacklisted. Yeah. 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 Oh. oh, good. Very good. Yeah, we get, we're not in the car. No, but this yet. is the first Neverstrace car. We'll call it Neverstrace car. Yeah, that's yeah. Part of the, you know, yeah. Part of the thing. And our guest is arriving this evening. Yeah, our secret guest. Our secret guest. Yeah, I didn't realise it was so soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could yeah, be straight any in now. Oh, <laughs> no. It looked too much of a hint, was it? What? Was it? Yeah, we're keeping it under wraps, aren't we? We are keeping it under wraps because we also don't know. We don't know whether he is going to... He? Shit. That's another... Uh, oh, and no, explicit uh, content. Yeah. Sorry, it's all falling apart here. Yeah. Um, we don't know... <laughs> we don't know whether they are going to be happy to be part of the I already briefed car. him. Do oh. Yeah. Do, do they like Vegemite? Or <laughs> Nutella? <laughs> what, yeah. do you know? Yeah. What's the... What's you the briefed preference? him? Yeah. What did he say? I told him we'll do a podcast in the car. And he already wants to join it. <laughs> And th- did he just look blankly at you? No, no, he was like, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Sign him up. Does yeah. he know he's not getting paid? Cause of course. We're, yeah, yeah. We're going to put some adverts in this, as you'll have heard by now. Yeah. But, um, but Figured um, we should try and monetize it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of it. Everyone else does. Can I tell a story about uh, like what happened to us last year? Yeah. Just briefly, because it was quite funny, because a production company contacted us. Yeah, I won't name them. They're big, though. Very big. The biggest. <laughs> 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 a production company and, and basically promised us the earth. Said, yeah. your podcast is rating so highly, you'll, you'll end up earning a lot of money. Yeah. So we went, All right, fair enough, because we put a lot of work in and never earned a penny. So we, we went It sounds like Cav going to Bahrain when Rod was the general manager. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we went on the ACAST platform, and months later, we all got several hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never getting a job at any And I haven't. No. And we put <laughs> it in the bank <laughs> account. We haven't even had it yet. So <laughs> several yeah, hundred true. pounds that we still <laughs> haven't paid ourselves. Yeah. Um, so oh. it, was, it was tremendously disappointing. And then as a fit of peak. Sorry, how much was it? Several hundred. And we spent between three? We spent it all on, on flying down to, yeah, to yeah, the cyclocross in so our oh, weekend, <laughs> to our boys' weekend away. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Production budget. <laughs> But we have, as you've heard... Marketing-wise, we, we get, you know, we we've got, we're very we get that to back out of the side well, of It's all got very complicated. We've all, we have got a bit <laughs> of income c- coming through, the courtesy of our sponsor. We're very <laughs> grateful to AG1 to, you know, for helping us out and keeping us basically you know, vaguely motivated. But we have... We have to s- <laughs> and healthy. And healthy. And we healthy. Have decided, very healthy. We have decided that you know, if, if, the, if the pod goes well this year, again... Um, we'd, we'd quite like to make a bit more money, but no. So <laughs> but, but you, or oh, a bit of money, but you, <laughs> you, you, tur- you said turn off the. There's a button yeah. on, on our on our oh podcast God. platform which says enable monetization. In other words, allow for adverts to be yeah. dropped in randomly, yeah. like the random adverts we haven't heard, but yeah. you have. Yeah. Um, and w- we have been consistently for a year turning it turning off. Turning it off. No. Just, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Pete, you didn't realize face. Just out of pride. Yeah. Full slip. False pride. 
Liverpool's pride. Well, I thought like our end goal was to make enough money so we could hire a camper and go and that is still, that remains the end, goal. Got your end goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end goal when we haven't got a job anymore on the tour. So, yeah, three old men <laughs> and a camper going around tour tour de France. Like obviously, it got to last year. I was like, that's not happening. <laughs> so. <laughs> we go again. Yeah, yeah. we go again. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, this time we're going to. I remember you still coming to me on Planche de Belfi. I, I was just oh, after the three sixties. Can I have a word? Oh no, don't say this. Oh, this is so bad. Good news, good news, Pete. Rats are going to make some money out of this. Oh no, this is so bad. At least decent, not much, but you know enough to, you know, justify it. Justify it. But I named a figure that was quite surprising as well, didn't you? No, but it was. It was. You could have taken the kids on holiday at the end of the year, but. We actually had the conversation before we sat down now, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I haven't named any figures. No, no figures, but... Yeah. And this isn't going out to the sponsors, it's going out to the listeners. Yeah. We just do it anyway for the tour. Yeah, Absolutely. We just do it. We anyway. just do it. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. The retro bundles are still for sale. Oh, yeah. Retro bundles are back on site. They're back on site. Restocked. You know, about half of them are gone. But nice. there's half left. Um, oh, I, I'm not, I'm, I can't be Postman Ned. Yeah. So it's Postman the rest of my family. They're not getting paid either. What? Nice. So are the they going to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's You're Kath. wearing it's one now. It's, it's actually Kath, really good. Kath is doing it. Oh, good yeah. on Kath. Thank yeah. you, Kath. It's the it's normal A T-shirt out. It's normal A. No, that, that is on soon. its way. Coming yeah. soon. Hopefully during the tour. Yeah. We'll get some extra I- extra merch. Yeah. Coming in. So yeah, grab it while you can. Yeah. 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 Very good. All right. Well, All right, um, cool. bicycle race. Onwards. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 